from Studio C in the 511 Studios located in the Brewer District in downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Note to Future Me. I'm Brett Johnson, founder and owner of Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants. In each episode, I interview businesses and organizations who have implemented podcasting into their marketing strategy. Circle 270 Media works with entrepreneurs, small to mid-sized to large businesses, associations, and nonprofits to strategically plan and execute podcast content creation, distribution, and marketing. With over 35 years of experience in broadcasting and marketing, Circle 270 Media brings a unique approach to consulting our podcaster clients. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. In this episode, I interview Frank Egan, founder and president of AmSpirit Business Connections and the host of the podcast Networking Rx. Frank is putting in an extraordinary amount of time networking with his podcast, and his podcast has the unique flavor that is designed to help him expand his AmSpirit business franchise base. Not only does he produce a podcast that provides insight on networking, but it builds his branding for AmSpirit. He's just a few months in, but he already knows his podcast will do what he set out for it to do. You can find a complete transcription of this episode at circle270media.com or note2featureme.com. If you'd like to be interviewed about your business or organization's podcast, send me an email at podcasts at circle270media.com, or you can go to my website and fill out the contact information form. For more information about Circle 270 Media Podcast Consultants and how we can help your business begin or better implement your current podcast into your marketing strategy, contact me at podcasts at circle270media.com. Here's the interview. As I do with every episode with Note to Future Me, I love to ask what nonprofit you're supporting or give time, talent, and treasure to. You know, I don't necessarily have one in particular that I give uh, time to. Uh, about four years ago, I sat down and you'll learn as we talk more. I'm, I'm into networking and I, I there's lots of small businesses that I help to connect to one another. But I knew of a series of smaller not-for-profits and I said, what if I brought them together? What if I brought them together and allow them to learn about each other. And I told everyone who is, who's ever been there who comes, I said, you know what? I know what everyone's number one issue is. It's money. And none of you are going to give up your money for the next guy. But let's talk about all the other issues that you have. Let's just put money aside and let's talk about all the other issues. And there are a ton of issues that are out there. So this is called the Charitable Roundtable. Mm-hmm. We meet once a month, the second Friday of every month. Uh, and I invite in any small not-for-profit. Um, I invite small business people who want to come in and just learn about what's going on out there, um, volunteer or whatever whatever they can do to try and help that small uh, not-for-profit community. So that's kind of my give to the charitable world. And uh, it's something that uh, I continue to try and uh, invest time and a little bit of money every month, putting a website up and uh, mm-hmm. putting Facebook ads out there just to kind of attract other people. All right. I'll have a link in the sh- uh, show notes about it. Okay. Uh, so Great. anybody listening yeah. have an interest in it, sure, get a hold of you. Yeah. Thank you. Sounds good. So let's talk about your professional background and history before we get into your podcast. Uh, professional background. I moved to Columbus in 1984 to go to law school. I had no idea where Ohio State was. I <laughs> Uh, had to ask some questions. But anyhow, I came here to go to law school. I got a law degree and got an MBA from Ohio State. Finished up there in 1988. 
from there, I started in a really big firm. I was with a public accounting firm. I was a tax consultant. Uh, I tell people I hated every minute of it, um, except for the 26 days a year I got paid. Um, and it was a, it was a good place to work, but the type of work wasn't really for me. So after about six and a half years, I decided to leave and go into private practice. And I tell people a funny thing happened to me when I went into private practice, and a funny thing was that nothing happened. Uh, I started my career with a really large firm, and that really large firm just gives you work. And when you're in small business, you got to go and hunt it yourself. And I had no idea how to do that. So through a series of introductions, I was introduced to a concept, uh, an organization, uh, the con- a concept of an organization was based out of Pittsburgh. They brought together entrepreneurs, sales reps, and professionals into a weekly meeting setting where the people learned about each other and they exchanged referrals. Um, thought it was neat. Didn't think twice about it. I joined. Got di- Did very well through it. Um, got lots of referrals. Could help lots of businesses. Uh, make a long story short, at one point, I had an opportunity. I bought it. Um, mm. So that was back dating back to 2004. Um, I don't practice law anymore. And I've just pretty much – the name of the organization is – Am Spirit Business Connections. Am is short for American Spirit, um, and um, that's what I do. I spend my days working with small businesses, certainly here in Columbus, uh, but I have a series of franchisees uh, growing throughout the country as well. So, why a podcast? Um, you know, about a year ago, the notion was kind of put on my radar. I've written a number of books. I think I've written ten different books. On professional networking, um, I do a lot of speaking, professional and public speaking on networking, written a lot of articles. Somebody said, hey, you ought to think about a podcast. This is another way to get content out there. And I right away dismissed it. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, there's so many moving parts to this. I'm so busy. But then over the summer, I was working with a, a gentleman and he was, as I try and franchise this, he was trying to get me to do what they term a sales funnel. You know, hey, listen in and if you, you know, next week we'll talk about this. Just continually pulling people along and teasing and teasing and teasing. And we were taping that and one of the episodes or one of the segments didn't tape well and we needed to retape it. He wanted me to just kind of do it on my computer and send it to him. And I thought about it overnight and I, and it just didn't feel right. And I, I called him the next day. I said, you know what? I don't want to do this. It just doesn't feel right. It feels like a cheap sales ploy is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, what I really would like to do is I have so, so many thoughts and ideas on professional networking, things that I could share to help people become more successful. And he says, well, what you're talking about, it's a podcast. Well, I guess I am. Um, mm-hmm. And I said, you know, give me a month. I was coming up on a vacation and it's a busy time. Give me a month and I'll put together an outline. Uh, so I did and came back to him with it and I said, this is what I sort of want to do. And um, he really didn't offer a whole lot of help as, with respect to the nuts and bolts. I was very fortunate because this was happening over the summertime. My daughter, who's a communication major at Denison University, was interning with me and I just asked her. I said, hey, Logan, could you kind of get me a checklist of all the things we need to do to put a podcast together? She did, and we just started picking through things one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Um, and I'm, you know, the hardest thing is just kind of coming up with content. I mean, not the hardest thing. I got plenty of content, but it's just deciding, okay, what order do I talk the about? Strategy it? Yeah, the strategy of the content. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And that's a good problem to have, though. 
Oh, it is. It's the reverse is horrible. <laughs> Not to have anything to talk about, but you know you need to have a podcast. Well, I'm sure there are lots of people out there who get started in podcasting and get to episode nine, and they're like, "Well, I really have nothing else to say." Right. And for me, it's like, okay, I want to limit myself to, you know, I could do it every day, but that's not the business. It's mm-hmm. just it supports the business, so I kind of have to stop myself, right, week to week. So, what factors were discussed in measuring? the success or failure of the podcast as you began? Um, you know, I decided when I was going to – when I started and I, and I know some I know some really connected people out there and my initial thought was I'm going to go to them and get them on my podcast because then that will get me an audience right away. And I thought about it. It's like, you know what? I bet everybody does that. Hey, I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to get person X on and that will change my world. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come to them with 100 episodes under my belt. And I'm going to come to them and say, you know what, I've, I have a podcast. I've been doing a podcast. I've been doing 100 episodes or 99. I want you to be number 100. To me, that seemed to be more genuine. So, I, you know, I, I do measure. I do look at the number of downloads month to month and see what's being downloaded and what's working and what's not working. But I try not to put too much into that because if you have a bad month, you know, the downloads aren't going up or you're not getting as much – I just – and I think this is true of anything in any business. You just need to be consistent. You need to be true to what you're doing and that's for the most part where success comes from, not just in podcasting but really in business. You just have to get out there. You have to do things and you have to stick with it and uh, so that's, that, that's my game plan is I'm just going to keep providing great content and uh, and uh, just give it time. Yeah, that's – I. From what I'm seeing and, and feeling myself, that's pretty much the best game plan is the long tail of it is anything you do takes time and you're going to get better at it and you're going to find what topics are best over time. Yeah. What what resonates. Some are not going to be home runs at, at all, of no. course, but that's but the next one will be. Right. It, just like making calls uh, for sales. That one didn't say yes to it, but the next one will. And it, you know, it's that, that positive attitude of you're going to get better. You're going to get better. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's exactly it. And you get feedback from people who say, I really like that. I love the stories you tell. Okay, I need to do more of that. Right. I, there you go. Yeah. I share with people that the first episode I did – well, the first one was me just talking about myself and what my plans were. Sure. But the first real episode I did – and these are 20-minute episodes – at best, um, or at, at the, that's my – I want my length to be, the total length. Mm-hmm. took me eight hours to record. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to cry. I really wanted to cry because I'm like this, this – you know, I, I don't have – this is going to be a weekly thing. I don't have eight hours every week. Right. Now I've gotten down to the point where a 20-minute episode – I can get done in easily 30 minutes. There you go. You know, so it's right. – we get better at it in, exactly. in time. Exactly. And, and uh, the self-critique goes lower and lower and you just get better. The intros are better. The segues are better. Yeah. You know what you're doing. But you, you critique less, yep. I think, because, OK, I always have that problem. Either stop doing it or quit dwelling on it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> or find out how to get rid of the problem. Right. So you have a mix of solo and interview format. Uh, yep. is, is that uh, on purpose by accident? Um, it, you know, to be, to be honest, when I started, it was going to be nothing but me sharing the content okay. from my various books and the stories and experiences I had. I, as I indicated, I, I franchise. And so I have mm-hmm. groups of, of, people in my organization all around the United States. And I had somebody reach out to me and say, have you thought about having doing interviews? And, you know, my initial reaction was, uh, 
this is self-serving. This guy wants to be on, um, rolling my eyes. And I shared these things with him. So, I was, you know, um, after the fact, I said, you know, I didn't really think this was a good idea. And, and uh, he kind of came back and he said, no, think about it. So I did, um, which is I think a le- there's a lesson in there that, you know, people hit us with ideas. And hmm. It may not be that idea, but something – there's something there. Right. And um, he said, you know, when you get people on, you're going to expand your audience. Like, oh, geez, you know, you're right. Um, and that's what I have found. So that's how I kind of stumbled into it. Okay. Um, and that, you know, it kind of created a, a new issue of, okay, now i got to find guests. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the, the adage is if you're going solo, you're branding yourself. If you're interviewing, you're networking. Right. You don't really have the opportunity to brand yourself in an interview. There are benefits to both. Yeah. It, it just depends on what you want it to accomplish. But you're right. Watching out who's approaching you. And why do they want to be on right. your podcast? Uh, filtering that out without, you know, and again, you can always hit delete and it sure. never gets, it never yeah. gets aired in your stream, uh, which is uh, the benefit of podcasting, which is yeah. great. Yeah. So you are doing some interviews. How do you um, go about interviewing? Uh, I should say putting the schedule together to interview. Um. You know, I'm struggling with that right now. Okay. You know, it's it's. I wish I had a great answer for that. Uh, I I had a flurry of people right out of the gate that wanted to be interviewed, and I've got more people lined up. Okay. But trying to mix it all in with the regular content. Generally, what I've done is okay. Tuesdays, the regular content is is coming out. Um, Thursday, I will put an interview out. Okay. Um, am I doing interviews every week? Probably not, but. I have for the past six or seven weeks, and I probably continue that for maybe another six or seven weeks. By the time that's done, I might have another six or seven. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to a degree, interviews are easier because they're not – you don't have to put the planning in up front. We just talk. Right. Um, to a degree, they're a little more difficult because you have to really kind of put a little more time into editing. Um, you're After the fact, when I'm when – I'm, Doing an episode where I'm providing value, if there's something I've said that doesn't come out well, I'll stop and re-record it. And so there's less editing later. Okay, it's done. I'm comfortable right. with it. Um, so, yeah. But there's less planning on the front end and yeah. having to worry about it. Right. So how is the, the, your podcast allowing you and, and, of course, and Spirit Business Connections to showcase your expertise? How did you plan for that to happen? Well, a number of ways. Um, like I said, I've, I've written a number of books on professional networking. And, and my take on professional networking is less about techniques and skills, although that comes in a little bit. It's really about habits and attitudes and how people need to be conducting themselves. And, for example, one of the re- recent uh, podcasts I, I taped had to do with our relationships, and I analogized it to um, dealing with uh, earthbound objects, m- meteors that are coming towards towards Earth. Okay, um, sounds crazy, but you know, there's two there's two rules. There's uh, two thoughts on that. <clears throat> One thought is is that you just go up there, and this is the Hollywood r- approach. You just go up there and you blow it out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with that is is that you have all this fallout still coming towards Earth, and instead of one big rock, you've got a hundred rocks <laughs> coming at Earth. Um, and the NASA approach would be to go up to that object and just gently nudge it, gently nudge it um, out of the path of Earth. 
And so I analogize that to our relationships. And we all have relationships that are not perfect. Even marital relationships aren't perfect. But I analogize it to those relationships that are really detrimental. And you have two approaches. You can have the Hollywood approach and you can just blow it up, um, in which case then you have all the fallout to deal with. Or you can just kind of gently nudge, nudge it, gently nudge that person to be better behaved, gently nudge that person out of your life. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's just kind of a way of – that's a, a message that's really geared towards anybody out there. Um, and that's part of the podcast. The other part of the podcast, the other reason I did the podcast is there's a lot of things that I do with respect to training the members of my organization – and locally, I see a lot of these people. So I can, they, I can actually talk to them. But I've got a growing number of franchisees out there, and I want to be able to get these messages out. So in each chapter meeting uh, of our organization, we have a segment that's 20 minutes long for a member to give a presentation. And so in lieu of giving a presentation, I want to be able to provide them with content that, you know, here's Frank talking about this particular concept, the ABCs of asking for referrals or whatever it might be. Um, so that was the other thought in mind. Again, it's all about repurposing, recycling. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that right now. Are you creating that content yes. for the right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. How are you delivering that to them? Well, it's just going up on the podcast. Is it straight on the podcast? Yes, okay. Not a pod- private channel thing or, nope. or, or yeah. sign in. Wow. Okay. And a lot of it I'd really gear towards anybody. Okay. But I'll let the franchisees know, hey, this is – this is an episode that you can deliver. It's just like me talking, um, me do, doing the program. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of businesses miss that aspect that this is a communication opportunity to uh, affiliates that may be across the country. Yeah. Or offices that are across the country that whether it's public podcast or a private channel podcast, right. at least it's a message that's out there disseminated that your sales force can listen to it in the car on their next stop to yep. the next call. Uh, I think they're starting to learn this opportunity. Yep. But again, it's one of those, oh, didn't know you could do that. I thought a podcast was just for the general public. Not necessarily. Right. <laughs> it's an right. opportunity to talk to who you want to talk to right. on their terms. Yep. Very easily. Yep. So has this podcast in the amount of time you've done it lead to uh, – has it led to new business referrals, do you think, yet? Have you felt that feedback? Um, I can't say that it has. Okay. I can't say that it has and, and I've, I've really only been doing it uh, – started September of 2018. Okay. Um, and I think – And that's a short term to figure that out and to feel that love. Let's well, put it that way. Yeah, and I'm, I'm selling a franchise yeah. that's – you know, I'm, it, mm-hmm. you know it's – it's not cheap to buy a franchise. Sure, sure. Um, and, but it is really opening a lot of doors for me. Yeah. Um, I, for example, I have one coming out this week. I interviewed a guy in Finland. We had connected online through LinkedIn or something like that, and we were just talking. And here's a vehicle where I can learn about. Um, I can learn about him. He can. Well, he can share what he has. Mm-hmm. It it provides content for me. Um, he's got 20,000 LinkedIn connections, you know, and he's going to promote me. So I don't know where that goes. Sure. You know, I don't know where that goes. But it's an opportunity you can't not take. Right. You yeah. know. So uh, technically, how did you do that? How did you do the interview? Oh, we did it via Zoom. Okay. I use, uh, I've been using Zoom. Yeah. Um, that's something that uh, just in kind of researching this whole mm-hmm. thing, that's, you know, some people say Skype or Zoom. Mm-hmm. I, 
I just became very comfortable with Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how we did it. Good. Okay. So marketing the podcast, uh, your publishing schedule every week. Yes. Okay. And then mixing in some uh, interviews as well when available. Yep. So a couple times a week. Um, social media strategy. What are you doing to uh, organically help uh, awareness of the podcast? When episodes release, I will put a post up. Um, I have a, 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 a maybe I'm not terribly anal as far as podcasters go, um, but I think general compared to the general public, it's kind of anal. Uh, when I produce a podcast, um, I have an Excel spreadsheet and say, okay, this is going in here, and here's the title, and here's the length, and here's what you know. Am I using a short intro or a long intro, and what's the outro? And um, you know, I one of the things I do put in most podcasts is I'll put a little plug for our franchising opportunity. Well, which one am I using? Just mm-hmm. so I can keep track of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'll write up a description at that point in time. And from there, we populate a Google calendar. And so when the podcast release, I've got all the information I need and I can just go and copy from that Google calendar and then paste on LinkedIn um, on my profile and then various groups that I'm involved with. Same thing with respect to Facebook and then people will share that out and and, and that's how it's going. Um, Depending upon who the person I'm interviewing, I might uh, make a personal plea to a particular group. For example, if it's somebody within Amspirit Business Connections, I will – for example, the first person I interviewed was in Pittsburgh. Well, I sent an email to all the members in Pittsburgh saying, hey, I'm – you know, I've interviewed Dr. Below. Uh, you might want to listen to this podcast. So you're uh, tracking and you're also putting some call to action as well in each episode. Um, what is the call to action? Is it an email to you, a phone call to you? How are you uh, putting that in? Um, I do ask people for comments. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, generally speaking, I don't know that that's the best strategy because if you stop and think about it, most people are when they're listening to a podcast, they're probably in a car or they're probably on a treadmill. That's the feedback I'm getting. Hey, I really love your podcast. You know, I get up in the morning and one day a week I'm able to listen to it on the treadmill right. um, or a, a drive in the car. Uh, but I do get emails from people with questions. Hey, you know, you talk about – you talked about this, but, you know, what does that mean? OK, right away I know, hey, I've assumed too much knowledge and then I'll get on a, a future podcast. I'll insert something in and refer back and say, you know, in episode 12 I talked about this. Let me elaborate a little bit. That's fantastic feedback. That's golden. It is. Oh, it is. It's golden. Well, it's, you know, you, we talk about running out of material. I don't know that you ever run out of material. There's always something there. Right. There's always something there. There's always a question about what you've put in play already. Right. And, yeah. and it's allowing that listener, the listener base, to have access to you. Right. That you know you'll respond in an, in an efficient way. Right. As well as here are the many ways you can reach me. Right. And let's do this. Right. Yeah, good. Uh, sharing of episodes from the guests, have you got a game plan? What do you give them to help you promote? What, uh, you know, for example, the gentleman you spoke to in Finland, what are you giving him to help yeah, promote I, you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I have a – a, a, I call it a white paper. It's two or three pages just talking about, OK, here, here are the topics we're going to touch on. Here's how it's going to go. You're going to have an opportunity to introduce yourself. I'm going to answer. I'm going to ask. I'm about the podcast is networking RX. It's all about networking. So I'm going to address questions on networking. What's your pet peeve? Um, What's challenges you've? What are some challenges you faced? What 
advice would you give to a younger version of yourself? Uh, and then I have a list of 10 or 12 other questions that they will pick from uh, ahead of time. So we kind of weave that in in a very natural approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have that all ahead of time, um, which you know people appreciate. Some people never look at. Uh, but that's <laughs> fine too. Um, but at least it kind of gives me a game plan as to what I want to do as opposed to just getting somebody on and, OK, let's talk. Sure, um, sure. After the episode is done, then do you offer – any links, any uh, audio links, uh, that sort of thing, to help them promote it as well that they were on the podcast. Uh, I do. I, um, I uh, we promote up to uh, Libsyn, okay. and so we get a uh, uh, we get a link from them that I will share with them as we get closer. Okay. Um, I you know I, some of them try to access it ahead of time, but if it you know Tuesday at six a.m. it releases, nothing's there before then. Right, yeah, um, exactly. But sometimes they don't listen to what I have to say. And, hey, it's not there. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to be there. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, um, so we'll have them sh- share that out. Okay. Yeah. You spoke of Libsyn. Uh, you did some homework, obviously. Your your daughter did. Yep. Why did you both decide upon Libsyn as a platform? Um, you know – I don't know. I, I really can't remember the exact reasoning why. There were a couple out there. Lipson was one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that she had me do, she, there was a there was a webinar on podcasting every week that would have you know something. Here's how you name your podcast. Here's this. Here's the equipment you should have. Okay. Every week there was a little bit of something. And, that, and Lipson was on our list and that was one of the two things that this particular person had mentioned. And so we're like, okay – Let's just go with that. Okay. Yeah. There's no wrong answer that each platform has its specific nuances, some a bit better than others, but it all depends on where you're coming from and what you need that platform to do for you and your website and your business. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all equally pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At least the major ones that have been in play, you know, for the past eight to 10 to 12 years. Yeah. They're pretty solid. They're being certified. You can guarantee that the numbers you're seeing are true numbers. Yeah. Well, and for us, it was relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on a monthly basis, it's I think it's $15. Right. It's, you know, so when you're starting out podcasting and it's just kind of – it's not your business per se. It's just something you've added on to your business. You don't want to invest a ton mm-hmm. up front. So I figure, okay, fifteen bucks. You know, three months from now, if this isn't working out, I can bail on it. and I'm really not out a whole lot, right? Um, but they, but you're right; they give a ton of value for mm-hmm. that, and uh, um, it, it's it's worked out. Good. The equipment you're using to record the podcast. Let's talk about that. Uh, um, I generally do it right on my computer. Okay. I, I have bought uh, um, Blue Yetis. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of Blue Yetis um, as microphones that I use. Um, they're not the best, but they're pretty good from what I could tell. Again, there was some research done on the front end mm-hmm. and lis- listening to this webinar and kind of looking out there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's generally done, uh, um, on my computer using, uh, Audacity. Um, if I'm using Zoom, then I'll need to take that file and I'll need to convert it to an MP3 and then mm-hmm. import it into Audacity and edit from there. Um, but that's really pretty much it. Learning curve to use Audacity. Hard? Easy for you? Um, well, I cheated because I had my daughter and she okay. she she pretty much gave me a cheat sheet. Good, good. Um, but, I, what, but 
you jumped into it and did even with a cheat sheet? Yeah. Pretty easy? Oh, yeah. Very, very easy. Um, There are times where I might need to text her and say, hey, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. I'm stuck here. This happened. What do I do? Um, I I think to a degree I'm impatient and I'm just so busy with so many other things in my life, in my business, that I didn't really have time to kind of climb the learning curve. And so she really kind of helped me up it. And um, I'm sure there are lots of things with respect to Audacity or Zoom or – any of these things out Lipson that I'm not taking advantage of, I figure in time I will. Um, but it it was enough, you know. I know enough that I can get put out done. a good product, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I, that's I think that's with everything that we buy. Buy a new car. There are a lot of things in your new car right. you don't use for a year, right? right. If ever, <laughs> if ever, it's like a computer. You know, you just don't exactly. Um, future plans for the podcast? Where where are you going with this? Um. You know, where it takes me, I guess. I just plan on continuing to put episodes out. Uh, as I indicated, you know, I wanted to kind of get to 100 episodes and then really try and explore some of these. Quite big- frankly, that's a really good goal. I, I think that's yeah. very smart, uh, if nothing else, because then you'll have at least 50 weeks in. Right, <laughs> right. Looking at twice a week, even more than that. But I think a lot of people jump in it the wrong way. And you're looking at it the right way. Yeah. Of get some in, and that way when your guest looks at what you're doing – Oh, he's a hundred in. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's not trying to build off of my exactly my network to build him up. He's actually adding some value to my world as well. Right, it's a well, great idea. You know, early on when I was kind of researching all of this, I had a conversation with a, a gentleman who was looking to put together a company producing podcasts, and uh, he didn't have a podcast himself, but he knew one of the people that I was thinking of approaching. He said, yeah, I approached him. He told me no, unless I had a a million downloads. And I know the person well enough to know that that's probably not what they were saying. They probably said that, but what they meant is, you know what? I'm not going to be your first episode. I'll be somewhere down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's fair. I think that's- Oh, for sure. You know? It is. Exactly. And I think it becomes- you're then working with a seasoned podcaster. They're going to ask better questions. They're not right. going to be listening to other podcasts and go, oh, that's a good question. I need to ask him that. Right. What they're looking for is what makes you different that you're going to ask a better question than right. anybody else has. Right. That adds value to me, adds value to you right. as holistically. Um, but, yeah, there are, there are a lot of new podcasters that are looking that way. So I, I can nail a couple, two or three great interviews, yeah. and I'll be right there up on the, up the top. It isn't how it works. Well, maybe five, six, ten years ago, maybe because right. of the lack of number of podcasts. But right. now it's a very difficult road to drive. <laughs> right. Well, it's – you know, I just tend to put – you know, back to your questions. I just tend to put blinders on. I'm going to put out good material. Mm-hmm. There are people out there who – not everybody's going to listen to every episode. But every episode somebody's going to listen to and somebody's going to get something out of. And so from that standpoint alone, it's – you know, it's my duty to – try and get the information out and, um, you know, there might be one podcast I put out that only one person listens to and that changes their world. It's a success. So I'm – True. Know. Yeah. And and that's probably the most realistic way of doing this is affecting one person at a time. Right. And because those one persons add up very quickly right. over time. Yeah. As, as, as networking does too. Right. And back to your core right. of what networking Absolutely. does. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So advice for business owners considering podcasting as a marketing tool, what would be the first steps that you learned from that you should have done or that, hey, I'm glad I did this? 
Well, I think the first step that anybody needs to do is take a hard look at, okay, what kind of content do I have? Um, just hearing yourself talk is not a good reason to have a podcast. What kind of value can you add? Um, there's a, I call it, uh, I call it Trojan horse marketing, um, where you, what a podcast allows you to do is just, I guess what a Trojan horse is, is essentially, um, you know, back in, uh, back in the day, the, the Greeks couldn't, uh, break into the city of Troy. So they gave the city of Troy a wooden horse and hidden inside the wooden horse were, you know, these elite warriors and in the middle of the night, they got out and took down the city and opened the gate. And, and that's how the Greeks got in. Um, and that's how I look at podcasting. Podcasting is that way that you can get out there and get through the gates of the people you're trying to talk to. They know you're out there. They know you're real. They know you provide value. That's going to open doors for you. Whereas calling literally their gatekeeper and saying, hey, I'd like to I'd like to talk to the CEO or I'd like to talk to this person. That's just not effective anymore. So kind of thinking about, okay, where's, what's my game plan? What's the, you know, you have to have a purpose. It's like anything. If you don't have that purpose, you're not going to follow through with it. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to change your world overnight. I'm not, it likely won't. I can't say that for sure. Um, but if you go in thinking, you know, if I put out 10 episodes and, you know, I'll pick up a client, it's, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Yeah. Well, thanks for being a guest on Note to Future Me. I really appreciate it. This has been insightful on on your take on why to do podcasting for a networking company, which is great, which is pretty much what podcasting can be. Absolutely. <laughs> so you're kind of right in the in the zone for what a podcast can actually do for a business, and you're in networking. So <laughs> it's a perfect match. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Tune into Haycar's new podcast series, The Road to a Simple Life. And join me, Vernon Kay, as I chat to McFly's Harry Judd, Ian Haste of Haste Kitchen, and Money Magpie's Jasmine Bertles about how they keep things simple across their family, food, and financial life. Lives. The Road to a Simple Life is brought to you by Haycar, the new website for used cars that promise to make finding your perfect used car simpler than ever. Find us on all major podcast channels or head to haycar.co.uk forward slash simple for all of the episodes.